Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's the 23rd of November. And on this day in Christian history, we go back to the year 1585 and we travel to London, where one of the great composers of English sacred music, Thomas Tallis, died. Little is known about Thomas Tallis. His date of birth is murky, and we have very little about his musical education as a youth. It was a time of great volatility in England's political and religious landscape, with the pendulum swinging from Catholic to Protestant to Catholic and back to Protestant again in the four monarchs that spanned his lifetime. Both sides claimed numerous martyrs, and different kings and queens demanded different loyalties. Liturgical music followed these changing tides and Tallis was adept in writing for both Catholic and Protestant liturgies. Born a Catholic, he managed to remain so while being the chief composer for the new Church of England. For the Catholic Church, he set Latin texts to music in the form of vocal polyphony. And for the new Anglican Church, he provided clear chordal settings for English texts many of which are still used by church choirs today. The start of his musical career was when he was appointed the organist of the Benedictine Priory in Dover, and he would move from there to Waltham Abbey in London until its dissolution in 1540 under Henry VIII. This religious turmoil led to a period of unemployment until he found work at Canterbury Cathedral as a lay clerk. And finally, he settled into the King's service at the Chapel Royal, singing, playing the organ, composing and helping to run the choir. His most famous pupil, William Byrd, was fined on several occasions for being a recusant, that is, remaining loyal to Catholicism in the newly Protestant England. And with him, Tallis secured a monopoly on printing music and music paper in England. Tallis remained with the Chapel Royal until his death today in 1585. Unlike Byrd, Tallis was more subtle in practising Catholicism. And he may have very well intended some of the pieces he made to make a point about the persecution of Catholics in a newly Protestant England. The haunting, expressive quality of his Lamentations of Jeremiah suggests desolation, penitence. And the words Jerusalem, Jerusalem, convertere ad dominum deum tuum, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, return to the Lord your God, may have had special significance for Talis, a Catholic in a Protestant country. Perhaps his most famous composition was at the end of his life, the 40-voice Spem in Allium which can be translated as, in no other, I have my hope. It was commissioned by a Catholic patron, Thomas Howard, who was the fourth Duke of Norfolk, and who would be executed not longer after a result of trumped-up charges accusing him of colluding with Mary, Queen of Scots, the Catholic cousin of Queen Elizabeth. The Duke of Norfolk had heard and been enthralled by the Italian composer Strigio's 40-part Ecce Beatum Lautum and challenged any Englishman to produce a work 
that would excel this piece produced by an Italian. The 70-year-old Talis answered the challenge, and after its first performance at the Palace of Nonsuch, Spemin Alien moved Norfolk enough that he removed a heavy gold chain from around his neck, placed it around Talis's own, thanking the older Thomas for the glorious piece he had crafted. Much of Talis's work possesses a moody, reflective quality, but Spem in Alien demonstrates supreme technical skill with an amazing tapestry of voices. The motet is laid out for eight choirs of five voices, sopranos, altos, tenors, baritones and bass. Beginning with a single voice from the first choir, other voices join in imitation, each in turn falling silent as the music moves around the eight choirs. All 40 voices enter simultaneously for a few bars and then the pattern of the opening is reversed with the music passing from choir 8 to choir 1. The work is a study in contrasts. The individual voices sing and are silent in turn, sometimes alone, sometimes in choir, sometimes calling, sometimes answering sometimes all together. So that the work is continually changing and presenting new ideas. The words in English mean, I have never put my hope in any other but in thee, God of Israel, who can show both wrath and graciousness and who absolves all the sins of man and suffering. Lord God, creator of heaven and earth, regard our humility. It was described as being Talus's crowning achievement and the greatest piece of early English music. Thomas Talus died today in his house in Greenwich in London and was buried in St. Alfege Church. His epitaph on a brass plaque was lost in the subsequent rebuilding of the church but was recorded by an English clergyman in his 1720 edition of John Stowe's Survey of London, the last two lines of his epitaph, as he did live, so also did he die. In mild and quiet sort, O happy man, to God full oft for mercy did he cry, wherefore he lives, let death do what it can. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at Garibaldi and Pope Pius XI. Our archives can be found at www.pogp.net and if you have time, please subscribe and share the podcast with friends. Have a lovely day, wherever you are, and thanks for listening. And we'll leave you in the hands of Spam in Allium, courtesy of the Creative Commons. <laughs>